Hey, welcome to Rant Sesh, the podcast where I, your host, as always, Chantel, will be ranting, debating, and generally discussing certain topics that I feel are most passionate about in that particular moment. As always, I hope you listen with an open heart and an open mind. Maybe your opinions will change, maybe they won't. But either way, I hope you enjoy this podcast. If you would like to discuss, debate, or donate, DM me on Instagram at Chantel Brooke. And as always, happy ranting! This podcast episode is sponsored by You Do Not Have to Agree With Me. You Do Not Have to Agree With Me is a free resource that requires no installation, no downloading, and is brought to you by diverse people and mentalities. You can use this service anytime, any place, anywhere you may possibly be. Thank you so much, You Do Not Agree With Me, for sponsoring this episode. Hey guys, welcome to Rant Sesh. I can't believe I'm actually making a podcast. Wow, this is this is just weird. Like, I never would have thought in a million years I would actually have made a podcast and actually gone through with an idea. That's one of my very, very long lists of faults right there. I, uh, am flaws. But yeah, I'm, I'm making a podcast and... Um, this is just an introductory episode, it's not going to get into the nitty gritty stuff, nothing too drastic. You know, this is the first episode, don't want to scare you away, we'll leave that for episode two. Um, but hey, my name is Chantel, I'm a 20 year old cake decorator from Wisconsin, and I love Jesus and Candace Owens, and, um... I am a conservative. I probably should just throw that out there. Um, I'm not a huge fan of labels just because I don't think it really matters. Um, unless it's like you're a serial killer, then that definitely definitely matters then. But, you know, conservative, liberal, Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, uh, Green Party, whatever you may possibly be, I don't think that really matters as long as we can discuss a topic with no name-calling, no biting, no kicking, no scratching, um, no throwing out the word racist or bigot or sexist out there. I think that, uh, that is definitely possible. So that's pretty much why I don't like labels. And that was, like, really deep. And we're not even two minutes in. I apologize. I'm sorry. Um, but I just, I wanted to make this podcast because I think there is a lack of young conservative voices in our today's society that stand up for what they believe in and um, share their general opinions. I'm sorry, there's a very loud vehicle that just went past me that was blaring their radio, so if you could hear that, I apologize. Um, I can't, I can't change that at all. I am on a very, very busy street. I'm one of, I'm one of the busiest streets in my town. I live right on that corner, so... I apologize for that. You will probably hear multiple car noises. Um, hopefully no sirens, because I live close to a hospital <laughs> and a fire department. <laughs> but hopefully we'll we'll be okay. But I don't I guarantee you we'll hear just a few more come by. 
but that's okay, because this is just going to be unedited, raw, uh, I doesn't say footage, but it's not obviously something you watch, something you listen to, but I, I didn't want to make something super edited and super, um, posh, I don't know, uh, formal, I guess is the right word to say. I just wanted to be me and real and just uh, talking and debating and discussing topics. And yeah, that's that's how I think it should be. That's how, you know, if you listen to a talk radio show, it's edited for some some of it, you know, as if someone had cursed or whatever, obviously they, they bleep it out or whatever. Um, but most of the time, it's, you know, it's completely raw. It's just, it's live. And this won't be obviously live because, you know, you're listening to this on Spotify or uh, Anchor or wherever you may be listening to this. But I just, yeah, like I was saying, I just, I want it to be raw and, and unedited. And um, whether you are a, a Republican or a Democrat, liberal, conservative, somewhere in between... Um, or you wouldn't identify with any of those things. Uh, I think that everyone should listen to th- this podcast. Not even this podcast in particular, but just a podcast like this. Something that's real, it's raw, it's unedited. Um, somewhere we can just have a general discussion and a debate about topics without any kind of name-calling or... Um, shouting out of labels or saying that you're, you know, you're something or, uh, you know, I'm better than you because I'm this label, you know, I, I don't like that. I think that that's just childish and unexcusable. And so none of that, um, I don't want to receive hate comments. Um, I have received hate comments before. Um, and just sharing my opinion, either I was even to my face or online, and I don't think that's necessary, so let's keep that to a minimum if we can, (laughs) or not at all, that'd be wonderful if we could do that, not at all, I would definitely love that, but yeah, so this is just kind of a a short introductory, (laughs) I'm a very long-winded person, I'm very talkative, you could ask any of my friends, any of my relatives, they would know, yes, Chantel can talk for hours, and hours, and hours, but I will not do that for today, at least, I will not today, at least, um, hopefully I'll never have a, a episode that lasts more than, like, 40 minutes or less, because that's a long time to talk, um, without stopping at all, but, uh, I'll try my best, but definitely not for today, because I wanted to keep it short. Um, I actually have things written down, just kind of short introductory things. Um, I was in college for nursing, but I decided that that wasn't for me, at least at this um, time point in my life. So I'm not in college right now. I'm actually saving to go to a Bible college in Indiana, and um, uh, that's called IBC, Indiana Bible College. And I have a few, or two, maybe three people that I know um, going there currently. Um, Yeah, so that's a fun fact. Uh, I have four siblings, three step-siblings, and one half-sister. 
and I love them. They're wonderful most of the time. Um, I love them all the time. I just don't like them all the time, right? Can any other siblings relate? Um, but I, I have four parents. I have two wonderful moms, two wonderful dads, and I'm just truly blessed to have a great family. And I know everyone can't say that. Um, there's lots of people who can't say that. But even though it's not the most traditional of family situations, I am I'm just so thankful that I have an opportunity to be loved and to love that so many more people. I'm sorry, I a motorcycle just went by and he was blowing his window and my windows are open and stuff because it's kind of hot. It's hot for October, in my personal opinion, um, in my house at least. But yeah, so. I said hopefully under five to seven minutes. It's going to be like ten minutes, but that's okay. I, th I th That's still pretty short, I would say, right? Right? Um, but yeah, so that's just real short. Kind of um, just covering, uh, not rules, obviously, but just kind of covering what I'm looking forward to seeing happen with this podcast and all that and stuff. So if you can bear my voice or bear hearing me speak for 40 minutes to an hour every episode. I would love it if you continue to listen. Um, yeah, that's it. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, if you liked that episode, you can check out more on Spotify. Thank you all so, so much for listening and I'll talk to you next time. Hello everyone, welcome to Rant Sesh. Um, yeah, episode two, this is like actually becoming a thing now. I've, I've had, um, I think like eight or nine people listen to my podcast so far, which is crazy to me. Um, that might not seem like a lot to you, but I didn't think anyone was really going to listen besides like maybe like one or two of my like really close friends who were just being supportive and you know, they, like, may not actually really care, but they're just being, like, super nice and everything, but no, like, people are actually listening to it, and I'm actually really surprised, um, but I just wanted to do something kind of light, I didn't want to do anything too drastic yet, um, there, there is another, uh, episode that I'm going to record, um, hopefully tomorrow, maybe on Monday, and that's about the James Younger, um, situation, and why, um, parents, why emotional abuse, um, via parents is so devastating to a child, and I'm also going to be, um, talking about my own emotional abuse and neglect, um, during my childhood with my dad, and, um, so yeah, that will hopefully be recorded tomorrow, or maybe on Monday, I understand that some of the facts of the case are changing, um, daily, so I will try to have the most current information on that situation as possible, but yeah, that should hopefully come out next week, but for, um, today's podcast, I just want to talk about, um, about gratitude and what that means, especially as a Christian, um, 
what that means to be uh to be grateful how Christ was grateful um because to to be a Christian means to be Christ like that's what that means that's what the word means um when you interpret it and uh or translate it whatever you want to call it um it means to be Christ like so that means that we should be striving for um to be the best we can be um and obviously we need the Lord's help to be the best because the Bible says in Romans um I believe it's in Romans 8 um Maybe it's Romans 5. I cannot remember on top of my head. I believe it, actually, I think it might be Romans 5, 8. <laughs> it says, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none good, no, not one. Um, so it's just basically meaning that we are, we ourselves are not good. Only God is good. Um, and that uh, we we should be striving to be like Christ because only he is good and he is perfect. And, um, and Jesus is God, so that all kind of fits into one whole thing there. But, um, I think it's something that we talk about. We hear sermons preached on it and stuff, and we hear, you know, people say, th- you know, we say thank you when someone opens the door for us, or if, um, someone lets us, you know, go and we're at a four-way stop and someone, you know, motions for your, their hand to let you go and you kind of wave at them and say thank you and then they can't hear you. But, um, and those are kind of like, you know, the little more detailed things, but I think we've kind of lost, um, as a whole in our society, we've lost the attitude of gratitude. And that's truly devastating for, um, for a community, for a society, for a nation, to lose that gratification towards other individuals, to show um, sincere appreciation for people. Um, my pastor's wife was talking a couple weeks ago about how it's so important to teach your children to be appreciative, because being thankful is good. You know, it's you know, it's just be very thankful um, to have sincere thankfulness for someone else's actions or words but if you're not showing them appreciation then it's kind of lost in the motion it's not in the in the thought of it a thought of it all and what that really truly means is that if i if someone gives me a present my birthday was in september um if someone gives me a present and I don't audibly say thank you, I'm not truly being thankful for that present because I'm not showing them my appreciation. I can be thankful on the inside all I want, but that's still going to be, um, it's going to slightly devastate our relationship because they're not going to feel appreciated. And I think as, especially in the, Um, Generation Z and the millennial generation, we've lost that gratitude and that appreciation, even just for people who not necessarily have done anything for us, but we're here because of them, Um, which is why you see a lot of disrespect towards elderly people, um, towards younger people, towards babies in the womb and babies um, 
like newborns, you see uh, a lot of people just kind of disregard for them, and it all stems from, in my personal opinion, um, the lost form of gratitude and appreciation, um, because they're not thankful of the sacrifices that elderly people have made so we can be here. You know, they didn't have to go through the 1960s when, and the 1950s and uh, beyond that, or past before that, I should say, when um, racism, racism, I can't even say the word, um, it was, but it was so prevalent in our society, you know, they didn't have to go through that. They truly don't know what it's like to have um, that problem in America. And they might say, oh, it's such a, you know, it's so bad like it was back then. So it was worse today, you know, if we haven't pro progressed since then, that's really, truly sad. Um, but we don't, we don't understand the struggle that they went through. Um, you know, I'm, I have read the book The Help um, by Catherine, I believe it's Stockett, Catherine Stockett, and she beautifully um, tells a tale of these black maids living in the South during um, that point in America in the 1950s and 60s, I believe it's 60s, um, and I, mean, I could be incorrect, um, but where she shows that so many people um, truly just, they thought black people were beneath them. They thought just because they were a different skin color, um, and, you know, to say we haven't gone, we haven't progressed since then is is quite sad. Um, I think that is more of a propaganda and a, a rhetoric line to emotionally stimulate people to want to have, um, so the politicians can have their votes, basically, um, is where I think that, that stems from. But, um, but to say that we haven't progressed is just sad, but it all stems from, from lack of grat uh, gratitude and appreciation. Um, you know, to say that my grandfather who fought in the Vietnam War and, um, you know, went overseas and, you know, had, had, had to kill people. And that's, that's sad, but that's, that's a fact of war. But to say, you know, that old people are just, you know, they don't know what they're talking about. They're so behind the times or to just completely, um, disregard them and disrespect them just is completely ridiculous and I think that is just completely sad and quite pathetic pathetic in my opinion um I saw a video of protesters well uh I don't know if you could call them protesters they're basically just homegrown terrorists in my in my eyes I don't think that um I think if you want to be called a protester or an, or an activist, um, you're really not going to get people to listen to you and actually hear your opinion and hear the words you have to say if you're not peaceful. Um, if you're just shouting and bitter and angry and, and actually uh, 
beating people and hitting people and causing injuries to others. It's like, I'm not going to take your opinion seriously if you're so so full of hate that you're uh, violent in that fashion. But I saw a video, and they were this old, older couple, this elderly couple, was just trying to cross the street, and this poor old woman had... I think it was either a walker or a cane, and she's trying to walk across the street, and her husband's trying to guide her. And they were quite quite elderly. I would say they are probably at least over 75, maybe in their 80s, maybe even in their 90s. I couldn't see their faces. but And then you just had people standing in front of them just screaming at them, and the elderly man was just trying to usher his wife across the street, and they were just screaming in their faces and all this and stuff. And, like... I got so mad watching this video because it's like elderly people, you know, maybe they don't have the same opinion as us. Maybe sometimes they can be a little bit, little bit racist um, just because they are from another era. And, um, you know, that's what they're used to. That's what they how they were brought up or whatever. And, I mean, I don't think all old elderly people are racist. I think that that whole opinion is just ludicrous. But, um... But just the disrespect towards elderly people is just, it's such, it's such a tragedy because they are the forefathers, they're our ancestors, we are their um, offspring and their descendants, and um, just to not be grateful for them is so sad, and... I mean, my, my great-grandma, you know, she met my grandpa, and they had nine children, <laughs> and she lived to be in her early 90s. I mean, she she went through, when you think about it, my she was born in, I believe, 1927, 28. She lived through the Great Depression. She lived through... World War II, Korean War, Vietnam War, Cold War, War in Afghanistan, and what other uh, wars I can't think of, Gulf War. You know, when you think about it, um, she lived through, I, I, I said the Great Depression is it wasn't a war technically, but um, it's it's still like a major, it was a major whole history world um situation, um, catastrophe, I guess is where I'm searching for. Um, so she lived through almost like seven wars and just to think that people wouldn't appreciate her just because she lived and she had to go through all that and she had to make sacrifices. She had an alcoholic husband, um, who drank himself to death and she raised nine children and they all turned out to be hardworking individuals you know, she watched two of her children, one had a massive heart attack and, and died and fell over dead. Um, he was a truck driver and he fell over dead at a truck stop. And then one, the other one was my grandma and she had suffered for years with cancer. You know, she watched two of her children die. She watched um, her husband die and then her uh, longtime boyfriend die. He was such a sweet man, by the way. They were so sweet together. Oh my lord, they were the cutest couple. I just, I love them. Um, but yeah, Clarence died, and 
but she she went through a lot and she still was just a remarkable woman she i mean she was volunteering even when she was in her 80s at the hospital she would volunteer and she'd go to the hospital certain times a month or whatever and and I don't know exactly what she did, but she would volunteer there, and she would go to quilting things at her church. She was so faithful to her church until she was too old, where she really couldn't go get out of the house so much anymore to go to church. But she was so faithful to her church and to God, and, you know, just to see people completely disregard that and just hate old people, elderly people, because they're old. Because, so what, they're not 25 anymore. You know what, you're not going to be 25 anymore in five years. You're going to be 30, and then you're going to be, ooh, you're going to be closer and closer to middle age. You know, like, I don't understand that whole mentality whatsoever. Um, this, like, totally just changed from the attitude of gratitude to why do we hate old people in society? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I don't know what I'm going to title this now, but I just... It makes me so angry. Not, I shouldn't say angry. It makes me frustrated. Um, it makes me seem a little bit because I have so many um, just amazing people in my life. I mean, I have four, maybe four, technically three generations of servicemen that I know of, um, I couldn't tell you before my great-grandfather, I don't know if my great-great-grandfather served in any wars, but, I mean, my great-grandfather, Harry, he served in World War II, and then my, um, grandfather, uh, um, he served in Vietnam, and then my uncle, he served, um, I believe it was the Gulf War, um, I think it was the Gulf War. I, I could be mistaken. But I have those three servicemen and I have that um legacy in my in my uh in my family, in my timeline and that's just so amazing to me and it's all because of my ancestors that I get to say that my great grandfather protected our whole world from Hitler and from the Nazis. You know, I get to proudly say that he helped defend our world against some evil tyrant. Um, I get to say that my grandfather fought against communism and in, um, in Vietnam and, um, and my uncle in the Gulf War. Um, I don't know if he actually fought, but he was enlisted during that time. And, but just that's just so amazing to me that I can't even almost wrap my hand, head around it. It's just so um, wonderful to be able to say that. And it's just the utter lack of respect into society towards elderly people. And, um, or even just, you know, teenagers, especially when I was in high school. I wasn't public schooled. I was, actually, I was homeschooled. But even in, like, homeschooled groups and stuff, I'd hear, and when I went to work, I worked at McDonald's during high school. I worked there for almost three years. And I just heard people, and they would always say, I hate old people. Ugh, I hate old people. I heard that constantly. And 
especially, um, like, in the mornings, if there was, it would be, like, college-age students, and every once in a while, you'd have a high school, or if it was, like, on a Saturday or whatever, you know, and, or, like, a half day or something, but older, elderly people would come in the mornings, and, you know, they'd always be like, oh, I hate old people, and I'm just like, why? Well, because they're impatient. It's like, well, some of them are, but I find most elderly people are actually the most patient people that I know because they have lived 75, 80 years. They can wait five minutes for a cup of coffee, you know. And most elderly people that I know, and I worked in a nursing home, okay? It's like, I know what how old elderly people can truly be sometimes. Like, I, I, under, I understand, yeah, they're not all, you know, peachy keen, but... Uh, you know, this the, the whole, like, I hate old people, and old people are impatient and rude, and just that whole mantra is just, it's annoying, to be honest. It's just generally annoying. Um, you know, at NYC, if you don't know what that is, it's North American Youth Congress. It happened in, oh, I think it was... I believe it was July. <laughs> July and August kind of blurred together a little bit for me. I think it might have been... Oh, I can't remember now. Maybe it was August 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. I thought it was July something. I really just truly don't remember. Um, but um, Brother Cunningham, he's in his 70s, I believe. And he got up there, and he was preaching, and he was speaking to us. And the whole stadium, like 37,000 people were there. Well, plus workers and all that and stuff. And, I mean, majority of those people are young people under the age, I would say young people under the age of 21. Majority of them were th those young people. And they were hearing what this man was saying, and, you know, they were reacting and responding to it in such a... Um, in such a, a good fashion. I can hear my, the football game, the football stadium from, like, I, I don't know. That's so loud. It's it's literally, like, 12 blocks away. I don't know how you can still hear that from all the way over here. Wow, that is so loud. I'm sorry if you can hear, like, voices yelling in the background. It's not anyone, anything near me. It's literally a football game, high school football game going on right now. I'm so I'm sorry about that. Um... But yeah, he was, he just got up in front of all these people, and he was just speaking and stuff, and people were getting moved and touched, and, you know, everyone was rising up, up into the words he was saying, and they were, you know, taking it in, and hopefully a lot of people were transformed, you know, by the Holy Spirit through the words he was saying, and, but my, my pastor's wife, um, the day after that, or the week after that, she was saying how wonderful that was, because, you know, she's like, you know, you had all these young people, 12-year-olds, you know, 13, 14, 16, 17, uh, you know, 21, 22, you had all these young people who, you know, a lot of times I feel like so many uh, youth functions are centered around, like, if the person, people who are helping are younger, or I should say older than 35, it's like, oh, we freak out, and like, they're not, they shouldn't be the youth president anymore because they're over 35, or like this whole thing, I think that's just stupid too, but, um, which to see him get up there, and everyone was just loving on him, and just, you know, appreciating that he's a pillar in our movement, 
and all that kind of stuff. I just think that is so awesome. And I just think that we need to appreciate elderly people because they were before us and they have seen things that we haven't seen before and they've had to deal through thing, go through things that we don't even know about, you know. It's like I I pray to God that I will never have to experience what my great-grandma went through where she had nine kids and then she saw her husband drink himself to death, you know. Or I pray that I never have to see, um, go through what my great-grandfather Harry went through, you know, having to fight in World War II against the Nazis and Adolf Hitler. You know, I, I hope nothing ever happens like that again um, to that extent, you know. But just, just if you have someone elderly in your life, I would categorize elderly as 70 and older. Um, well, technically I would say, probably say 65, but I know a lot of 65-year-olds, and I don't really want to say that they're old. They're still pretty, they're, they're spring chickens still, you know. <laughs> but if you have an elderly person in your life, whether that's a grandparent or someone in your church or, um, some, like a family friend or a neighbor, you know, just, just love on them and appreciate them. A lot of times... You know, especially when I worked in the nursing home, I would see so many elderly people there, and they were just so sad and so depressed, and they just wanted someone to be there and hold their hand and tell them that, you know, you lived a long, good life, a good long life, and you know, you you had so many wonderful memories, and you know, you don't have to be sad and feel alone and depressed because you're in a nursing home and you know, your family never visits you and all that and stuff, you know, they just, they feel so lonely, so just hold our hand and tell them that they're wonderful people, and give them that little bit of hope, you know, I think it's so sad, we used to have, um, a ministry at our church that w went into nursing homes, and we need to start that back up again, uh, my dad used to help do it, but I don't know if we, uh, why we have not why we aren't continuing that, but that was several years ago that we were doing that. But we would go into nursing homes and they would sing songs and, you know, share the word of God with them and stuff. And, you know, elderly people need Jesus too. And I feel like we focus a whole lot, a lot on like P7 clubs and CMI clubs. And that's wonderful, you know, because they're the next generation. They're They're going to be our future. So I think that's wonderful that we are trying to reach out, you know, to our middle schoolers and our high schoolers and say, hey, you know, it is important to keep the word of God in your heart. It is important to live a holy lifestyle. It is important to have the Holy Ghost and repent and be baptized in Jesus' name and that there's only one God and there isn't three gods or thousands of gods. There's only one God and his name is Jesus. That is important to share that with people. But we can't forsake our elders, simply because they're not going to live very long. Um, my pastor, his father only lived a few weeks, I believe. I believe it was a few weeks before he passed away. He only had the Holy Ghost for a couple of weeks before he passed away. He lived his whole life, you know, as an alcoholic. And um, he would beat his wife, um, my pastor's mother. And, you know, but... My pastor got to see in his, in his dad's final few weeks, God transform him and, you know, turn turn towards the Lord and to receive the Holy Ghost and all those things. And he'd been baptized previ in the previous years. But, 
you know, we can't forsake our old people, our elderly people. I feel bad saying old people. I don't know why. I feel like that just sounds um, not as nice. But our, elder, our elders are elderly people. But we can't forsake them, and we can't forget about them, or disregard them, dis- discard them, or disrespect them, or disregard them. Um, I think that's just so important. And I actually read a blog post by my uh, Auntie Sherry, and she she writes blogs, a blog post. She has her own blog, and it's, it's very good. Um, I would highly recommend her blog post. You can... Um, follow her on Instagram. I don't know her Instagram handle, actually. <laughs> I think it's Sherry Collins or something like that, but she, her blog, she has a blog post about becoming middle, a middle-aged, love-life um, woman, and um, I just totally lost my train of thought. I apologize. I forget where I was going with that, um, but yeah, I'm probably going to end this now just because I really don't have a whole lot more to say. But if you do have someone elderly in your life, go and do something kind for them this week. Um, I think that's so important. And even though, even if you don't have an elderly grandparent or anyone that you know um, in close proximity to you that's older, um, maybe just try to, if you know, if you go to the grocery store and you see someone who who's elderly and they need help pushing a cart or carrying groceries to their car, or maybe they just need you to, they need you to help them walk across the street, or, um, you know, pay for their coffee if they're, if you're at McDonald's and they're in, they're in there in the morning and they're getting coffee and you're getting coffee too or something, or Starbucks or wherever, pay for their coffee and show them kindness and thank them for just being them because they need that and I think they need that more than we say that they do or that we realize that they do you know they're I think they truly are one some of the most underappreciated individuals in our society so yeah I hope you guys enjoyed this uh it wasn't really a rant well it kind of was a rant to be honest but I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, if you have any feedback you'd like to give me, you know what to do. Um, on to the outro. Thanks. <laughs>